God, we are humbled by your provision. We're humbled because you do more than we could have ever thought. We're humbled because even though we, when we take one step, you clear the entire way. God, give us the heart and the boldness to be people who would take one step. People who would say, okay, this is what I can do. What can you do with it? The, the, the story of the loaves and the fishes, God, where, where just a little boy gives so little and you feed so many thousands. God, I see this time and time again with you. And so, Jesus, I pray that as we give, as we continue to choose to invest in your kingdom, I pray that you would multiply our best efforts, that you would multiply our time engagement, that you would multiply our financial engagement, that you would multiply our best efforts for the sake of your work. And we pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Wow, Christmas Eve. I, 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 I'm, I'm so excited about Christmas Eve. Um, I'm excited about Boxing Day as well. Uh, having, having service on Boxing Day is a, a pretty, pretty big deal. Uh, so I hope that you guys come either online or in person. Um, so today, if you want to engage with the service, I'm going to be putting the Slack engagements towards the end of the message uh, because of the style of message this is. So I still want to hear from you. They're just going to come towards the end. I'm not going to be able to integrate them as well. Just a heads up for you. So let's, uh, let's see what God has for us today. See, what we have is God building an anticipation of his arrival. Last week we talked about the big God that was, that was so big. And then we talked about him being so big in the entire cosmos that it's hard to connect with. And then we talked about him being so precise and infinitely precise. And today... We're going to explore what that looks like. See, the world was lost, seemingly broken and beyond repair. The glory of God hidden by the mess of human experience. Pain overshadowing hope. Poverty creating fear. Clouding out God's desire for, human, for humanity to, to explore him. The image of God was co-opted into images of wood and stone sacrifices to appease our guilt and hopefully appease God's anger as well. So how does this glorious cosmic God respond? How does one with so much greatness, how does he take such destruction and evil? Would it lead to the end of humanity? Will humanity just succumb to its pain, its pride, its scarcity? Will evil eventually win? Humanity's only hope is in God's action. But humanity wasn't always sure if God was going to act. This God who's far beyond creation, God who's greater than imagination, God who must hate our corruption, how does this God react? This infinite, all-powerful God, he holds the ultimate nuclear option. The all-knowing, creative being might just abandon his creation. The cosmic, unknowable God could simply act like Thanos and snap his fingers. Such is the power of God. God 
What will God do? See, God created a way that he could show himself to be faithful and allow people to know what God is doing. He created a means to communicate. Amos 3.7, is, it's, a, it's a minor prophet towards the end of the Old Testament. It says, for the Lord God does nothing without revealing his secret to his servants, the prophets. So God created a system, an organization, in which he could reveal what he was going to do. He starts to hint at what should be expected. And next week, we're going to actually dissect all of those points where he's going to hint it. See, Israel, by the time of Amos, Israel had fallen, and they suffered the results of the covenant of Torah when, when they weren't faithful. They suffered the promises that, that said, if you aren't faithful to Torah, then I will uproot you. I will spread you among the nations. We, we see that, that God was faithful even to the promises that, that weren't positive. And so, but he hadn't given up because through the prophets, God had started to say that he was going to restore. He was going to do something. There would be a remnant, a leftover. There would be a people who were faithful all the time. And then, out of those people, there would be a Messiah, and there would be hope. A very famous verse that, that handles Messiah uh, focuses on, and that we see throughout Christmas time, is Isaiah seven fourteen. Therefore, the Lord Himself will give you a sign: Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and we will call his name Emmanuel. Emmanuel means God with us. So consider this amazing, infinite, unknowable God. Consider his great power and the fullness of his existence. Consider God's plan. Philippians 2, 5 to 8 is a hymn about Jesus. Um, Paul wrote it inside of the book to Philippians. They don't think Paul actually originated the, the, the hymn, but it seemed to be common among the early church. And, uh, and so it says, Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the very form of God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but he emptied himself. He took on the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. And being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. He was born in the likeness of man. God as an embryo. God as an embryo. Immense God. God as an embryo. How humbling is this experience? What does it mean for us as humans, as people here at, at Promise Church, what does it mean for us that God, who was and is and is to come, who fully expands in the universe, is also experiencing all of human existence? Everything you've experienced, God himself has experienced. We underestimate the sheer wonder of a pre-existing God becoming an embryo. At an early, an early stage development of a multicellular organization. 
planted inside the womb of a woman. The small, the infinite, fully dependent on the willful acceptance of Mother Mary. Fully vulnerable. The immense creator of creation became human. That was anticipated, but not actually expected. Hoped for, but not believed. God spans the breadth of all creation from the furthest outreaches of the galaxy to the small beginnings of life in a womb. God has not only, is not only been bigger than all things, but as small as all things. His glory and his experience is not objective and detached. But God himself became subject to his creation. God came to save, but not just to save, but to be with us. So God moves in. He inspires awe in us, bringing us to true worship. Our life this Christmas is an invitation to explore God's limits. An invitation to explore God's generosity and his inclusion in the world, leading the world to salvation. In God becoming an embryo, God shows his commitment to share in our experiences. It's not enough for God to just be more powerful, for God to just be Lord over all creation, for God to demand his authority. The creator became his creation for this reason. Hebrews 4.15 says, We do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. See, God has given us this ability to connect with him. It's not this deistic God out in all of creation that is totally untouchable, philosophically unable to be reached. It's the God who says, I'll show you exactly who I am, exactly what I do, exactly what I look like in a tangible, real way, written deeply inside of what is now our history, changing the entire course of humanity. God walking with us. And we now have four gospel stories that tell us the story of what does it look like when God walks with us. What did that appear like? How did God interact? How did God show himself? God shows himself as living, spanning all existence, an empathetic God who can sympathize with our weaknesses. The gospel today, I was having a conversation with somebody on Facebook. Guy's story is hard. He's in the military for 10 years. He served in the Toronto police for 10 years. He's seen all types of violence and death and decay. And inside of that, the hope is squeezed out of his perspective. He's unable to see it. 
And he says, how does all of this happen? How can we get to this place where evil overcomes so much? How do we even deal and what God does instead of using his power and, his, and, and becoming a tyrant, forcing it away, God says, I will invite you as an individual into my love. I will hold you through storms. I will carry you through darkness. I will be with you to guide you through because I love you. And this is not the end. Though the evil may come, though death may stand against us, this is not the end. And God says, I will be with you and see you through. At the end of Matthew, it says, it says, I, it says, lo, I will be with you always, even until the end of the age. And this is the hope we hold on to this Christmas. This is what we, what we pray for. And so this Christmas, I pray that you're inspired, that God, who has started a good work, will continue it. He will continue it, and he does continue it. And so let me pray. God, this Christmas, we think of you as expansive. We think of you in all the farthest reaches of our world. We think of your experience, and we recognize that we can't fit you inside of, of our experience. But you decided to fit yourself into our experience. You became an embryo. You went through all of the stages of development and growth. You became a child, as we're going to reflect on on Christmas Eve. You became a person that experienced every stage of life, even until death. You did these things. You fit yourself inside of our experience so that we would not be forever detached from you, but so that we could be connected to you. God, this Christmas, I pray that we would understand and appreciate the enormity of the gift that you have given. We thank you and we worship you, and we dedicate our lives to you, saying if you could give this much, then you could certainly be responsible and take our lives and work with them and, ha and do with them as you please. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, Promise Church. As I said, we are meeting on Christmas Eve. We will be at 50% capacity in this room and in the room behind me, two stages. We're going to have a lot of fun. And as we're leaving, um, John Binder has said that he started a channel for anyone who wants to be reading the Bible through the entire year, starting in January. So if you're on Slack, go to the hashtag Bible in a Year to join this team process of reading through the Bible. I think that's such a great initiative. Thank you for starting that. So God bless you. Merry Christmas in your preparation, and we will see you here or online for Christmas Eve. God bless.